0: Welcome back to the Something to Bless podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Guillen at com. Happy to be back with you, as always. Hey, so I'm catching up. I'm actually running behind. So before I started a podcast, um, one of the things that I kept hearing was you got to have several shows in the queue so that there doesn't come a time where you're rushing to record an episode for the for the very next week. You know, a billion things can come up. You can just be unmotivated. You can be sick. You can be overwhelmed. On and on, right? Well, so here we are. And I'm just trying to catch up and batch record now. But the good thing of that is uh, that I can talk about some really recent episodes, one of them being the episode about the impact of our childhood. I got a couple of quick responses. One for my sister, Sophia, who had to correct me on a few details. I'm not as evil as I thought, you guys. I didn't actually pick up the broom to whack my brother. She says her memory is that the four of us, she was not included because she's the peace, peaceful one, we were all fighting over a broom or there was a broom in the middle and all of our hands were on it somehow and it slipped and that's what knocked her. So my conscience has been cleared. Thirty. Five years later, maybe 40. Who's counting? I'm not good at counting anyways. Um, That was one thing. And then she reminded me of, yes, we did have Christmas. And I said, I I didn't say we didn't have Christmas. We didn't have, I don't remember us having birthday parties or decorating for Christmas or other holidays. But she was apparently jealous of some of my Christmas and birthday gifts. So there you go. And my cousin Rachel, of course, corrected me because I'm making some Protestants look bad or maybe even mad. She says they were Pentecostal. So, Diana and Heidi, the girls who jumped me in fifth grade, Pentecostal. Wait, am I messing this up again? Ugh, you guys know. Uh, You know what? Just get used to the fact that throughout this um, podcast, I'm going to have a lot of flawed details because of my shot memory, and I love to embellish things to make it a little more exciting. Another thing I was thinking about was when I was talking about how I share a lot with my kids, and you know, there's always a lesson, come on, who am I kidding? Sometimes it is fun to gossip and just share stuff just to have fun. It's got to keep it really real up in here. All right, so those are the few, you know, recent corrections that I am able to make, and you know, I feel like... We're becoming close friends, you guys. So, I kind of want to open up and share a little bit more about personal things that have gone on. And one of those things is my recent job experience um, as a teacher. Where do I even begin with this? Well, I was teaching high school English, um, going on my, well, finishing up my second year, which was last year, which was the year that I finally quit. Well, You're going to hear more about that. Uh, Well, okay, let me just start from the beginning. So I had two roles um, in my job. I was teaching 10th grade English, and I was also supporting English learners in different um, classes that they were in. And in one of these classes, and mind you, this is all virtual because it was still virtual-only learning, I was in a small class setting Um, with a teacher's aide, and one day, out of nowhere, out of the blue, there was the principal and another um, staff member inside of my small group meeting. And I think we had five or six students. And it just seemed very strange to me because I wasn't being evaluated, and there was no reason for this um, principal or anybody else to be joining my small group. Well, the teacher's aide started going over a few of the examples for the math because God knows that is not my area of expertise. I was there for the supporting of language. Okay. So she's doing this and she's a, she's a problem or problem or two into like going over. And all of a sudden this principal, who's new first year, first couple months actually on the job, starts ripping into me. This is your job and I don't understand why you're not the one going over and in front of Two staff members, five or six students, whoever was there, and I was taken so back in shock. And I just sat there and like, what? Trying to process like what is happening? What just happened? And the class ended literally just probably a couple minutes um, into getting into it. So, you know, right as soon as he was done just about, it was time's up. So we ended the class. And I was, I couldn't believe it. And if you've heard my other shows, you guys know I don't play. So that happened and I immediately contacted the, his secretary to request a meeting to address that. And she wasn't giving me anything until the following, I think it was that this incident must've happened like on a Wednesday and she wasn't giving me anything until the following week. And I was like, no, this has to be handled today. So I requested that she, oh, you know what? No, I had his uh, text, I had his phone number from a previous conversation. So since she couldn't get me anything fast enough, I just reached out directly. And I said, hey, can you give me a call? Um, I want to talk to you about something. And so he calls me within five or 10 minutes. And uh, hey, just playing it nonchalant. Hey, what's going on? What, What do you need? What can I help you with? And I just straight up, I am not okay with the way you spoke to me during today's class. And again, just unleash. In 20 years, I have never had to reprimand anybody the way I reprimanded you. And just going on and on and on. And so, you know, I totally defended myself and explained to this person that A, not only was he not in that class for more than a few minutes before ripping into me, B, he did that in front of students and staff, and C, he has no background or understanding on the context or situation of what we we do on a normal basis. And to interrupt, by the way, there is a lesson in this for sure. I'm not just gossiping or telling a story, but it is a good story. So just enjoy it. So that conversation did not go well. And then he decides to follow up with an email to me about, um, oh, I think during our, our conversation, he practically, he, he, he very strongly asked me to apologize to him for yelling at him. And I said, you know what? If you feel that I'm yelling at you, I apologize. But I'm not yelling at you. I'm outdoors and I'm speaking freely and I'm upset about what, when ha- you know, what happened. So in his email, got very manipulative here. He put it in writing. I thank you for your apology. Um, some he, he put the blame on me. He put the blame on me completely. And so, you know, again, right away, like, no, this is not okay. This is not going to be the way it ends. So I thought about what my options were. And I thought about them for a weekend. And I, you know, over the weekend, talked to my husband, talked to a couple of close friends whose judgment I really trust. And I decided that I needed to write this up as a formal complaint with the district. So very uncomfortable to do that. I've never done that before. And I'm in my second year of teaching. So knowing, and this, is, this was long before I made a decision to leave my job but i just knew i had to act and do the right thing and hold him accountable. so i i wrote it up and oh what i was going to say is you know i'm 2 years in so you don't get tenured as a teacher until the first day of your 3rd year. so i had really not a lot of protection for my job security at this point. but that wasn't going to stop me. so write this up, interview with district, it gets interview it gets investigated, looked into blah blah blah, comes back to me that he's going to receive extra training on dealing with employees respectfully and this and that, but really nothing else. So, I mean, I didn't have to see this person on campus a few times. I did, I did, and it was just like, look, look away, um, no acknowledgement of each other on either end. And when I did have to go into the office, his his office was right there, so I knew there was a chance of me having to. Make close contact, which was, you know, a little awkward, but they do what you got to do, right? So that ended, and then, um, you know, they assigned somebody else to observe me, and you know, because you have to get evaluated twice a year, and so they had a different staff member do my evaluations, and in May. By May, I had already, by April, April or May, I had made the decision that I was going to leave. Just, you know, my heart wasn't in it anymore and I knew there was other things that I was being called to do. So of course I share this with, you know, trusted family and friends and May, I can't remember the date. It doesn't matter. It was a couple of weeks before the very end of the school year and I get a call from the secretary requesting a meeting for me and, um one of the, um, assistant principals. And I'm like, what is this about? This is so random. It seems a little urgent. Like, I'm just like, what? My wheels are spinning, trying to figure out what this could possibly be about. So I get a little paranoid and I'm thinking, shoot, like maybe they know that I'm leaving and I haven't even bothered to say anything yet, but it was still a couple weeks before the end of the school year and there's the whole summer. So I wasn't stressing on that, but here I am feeling a little bit bad. So I call my friend, who shall remain nameless, my girl, my homie, and I ask, hey, she's you know a teacher here at the school also, did you say anything? Because they're calling me in and I have no idea what, could, what it could be about. And she's like, no, I didn't say anything. So I go in, okay, just walk in. And the minute I get into the office, this AP's office, closes the door, Like, visibly stressed out and upset um, to have to be in this predicament, and explains that I, you know, he doesn't understand how this happened, what's going on. There's been no reason given. Even a call was made to HR to figure out some more detail about why this is happening, but they're not renewing my contract for the following year. And I just felt so bad for this person being put in this position because this was the person that did all my evaluations, which all came back excellent for the year. And so it just, it's one of those things where it's just wrong, right? And they made this person be the one to deliver the news, which is so wrong. So I'm just kind of in shock, like, what? And because I wasn't tenured yet, They didn't have to give a reason. So they didn't give a reason, which was another big wrong in my view. So we're sitting there and I'm like, shoot, I need to just like come clean, you know, about this is great because I was leaving anyway. So I tell him, okay, if this makes you feel any better, I was leaving. I was already on my way out. So, you know, I don't know. So that ended. And then I cannot tell you guys how I was elated for the next two days. I had this like extreme feeling of joy. And I think it's because I was so like iffy about even leaving in the first place for so many months before that. And I felt truly like, oh, this is God totally did this. He's basically telling me, you don't have to decide. I'm I'm making that decision for you. Like you are done. Here's a clean cut. You don't, you know, you don't have to even wonder or worry if you're doing the right thing. And so I just had an indescribable happy feeling about it. And then a couple days later, I was going to sleep and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like this person out of their own vindictiveness Ended my employment as a teacher. Like this is not just, you know, some minimum paying wage job. Like I went to school so many years. I have degrees. What if, any? this person knows nothing about me. What if my family was depending on my income? What if I was a single mom? Which is the case for so many. Like because this person did not like the fact that he was called out for his behavior, he made a move that he had the power to make and could have, didn't, he did me a favor, but I just kept thinking, I couldn't stop thinking about how it would have impacted somebody in a different position and it was just so wrong. So I decided to write a letter to the district just requesting a reason why um, they weren't renewing my employment for the following year when there's a need for teachers, there was a need for that specific um, role that I was filling as an English teacher. And I sent the request and the the admin, somebody from, you know, admin calls me to try to get the story again, which I already wrote it. So I'm not going to repeat anything that was already given. And uh, this person was really nervous on the phone because they could not and did not provide a reason. I just, I can't believe that that's even, okay, you know, acceptable. And this all has a good ending though. And I want to say that throughout this whole process, because this, you know, took several months to get through, um, I never, even from the first day, I never felt hatred or anger or I just, I just dealt with the feelings of like how unjust the whole thing was. But I didn't have any personal feelings toward anybody. I just didn't. Um, So once they refused to give me a reason, uh, and I told them on the phone, you know, this is exactly why I feel this is retaliation by this person. So they denied that, of course. And um, fast forward a couple months over the summer, I find out, oh, one other detail is that right after this happened, or maybe even during... I visited a friend of mine who is a teacher in a um, nearby district and I was telling her the story, just telling, just sharing it with her. And she asked, you know, the name of the person and I gave it and she says, Oh my gosh, I, I know of that person. He was a, a, like a founder or principal of this charter school here in this district. And he was very beloved by all the families and everything. But then toward the end of last year, He practically was chased out, like everybody turned on him. So there's a record there, right? Um, Or a pattern. And a couple of um, colleagues that I shared my, you know, incident with, same thing. They're like, wow, I'm not the only one who has problems, who's had run-ins with this person. So it all worked out. It worked out for me for sure, because I'm right where I'm supposed to be. But um, this person did end up moving. And that doesn't happen, especially for um, admin, well, principals, They're, they will do what they have to to keep them in place because it's not as easy to find a principal. But this person was um, basically given the option to find employment elsewhere, or I'm sure the ugly alternative. So it all kind of worked out and I feel like exactly the way it was supposed to. So what's the lesson here? Well, for one, I'm really glad that I was able to stand up to something that was wrong and have somebody be held accountable um, and do it regardless of what the consequences would have been for me. So not just proud of myself just for the sake of being proud of myself, but for showing um, my kids, like, you know, I, every, uh, everything that I do is always to model for them and, and set the example and to not ever allow anybody to mistreat um, mistreat them. And I won't allow that. I think people need to be held accountable and called out. And um, things always work out for you when you are doing them with the best of intentions and, the, and integrity. They just will work out for you. And that's where the trust and the faith comes in. And so I guess you can take whatever lesson you want, but that is the lesson that I took from it. And just respect, like you and I are nobody to disrespect anybody else. I always think like, okay, you are in a fancy suit or behind a fancy job title. You are not a better or more important human. You treat everybody with the same level of dignity and respect, and it comes back to you, however you put it out. And that's the story of the week. All right, if you have a similar situation, hopefully not, um, share it with me on here. All right, guys, Uh, don't forget to rate and review the show. And until next time, be a blessing and be blessed.